When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Netflix Live, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host Cody Schultz. So December's here, there's so many good Netflix shows and movies to watch during the month. So today's episode, we'll be sharing some of the top Netflix shows and movies of the month. But first, we've got some big news about the biggest Netflix show from December last year, and that's Bridgerton. Cody, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so we have some exciting Bridgerton news. We just recently found out that Bridgerton Season 2 has officially wrapped filming. Um, The series creator posted a photo of himself hugging the leads, Jonathan Bailey and Simone Ashley, declaring a wrap on Season 2. And this came right after we saw that some of the cast members and crew members had got together to screen the Season 2 premiere, so... Everything seems to be moving in the right direction for Bridgerton. I know fans were kind of disappointed that season two has got pushed back to 2022. I know there was a lot of hope that maybe it'd be coming out this year. Um, But the fact that they're wrapped, obviously the premiere is finished. They've already screened it. It seems to be a good sign that like it's coming together. Uh, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do in terms of release date because we've talked about February, but I feel like February is a stacked month and there's some other shows they could sneak in there beforehand. So it's like, if they get this one out, like, after, could this be something they drop in the summer? Will they hold it till, you know, December, you know, fall time of next year? This one's very interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. I I didn't know that the premiere had um, been screened. That, like, makes it a little bit different for me. It makes me wonder, you know, as they had all of these stoppages, was that just for the casting crew and they were already working on post-production, like, while they were doing it? You know, often I feel like that most shows are probably you know, filming everything and then, you know, making that clear cut transition to now we're working um, in post. But it makes me wonder, you know, is there pressure to get it out earlier with the delays where they're like, we need to just get everything that was filmed already and just get it into the episodes if they were done. It's it's hard to say, honestly, we don't know. Um, But that's a good thing that the premiere is already done. It makes you think that we might not be as far away from the release date as we could be. But again, it really just comes out to probably when Netflix is going to want to release this show. It's not like that they're like, nothing is going to force their hand. Really. I would, if I were to just bet, I would say it's probably coming at the start of a quarter. So the quarter gets off to a good start with uh, some new subscriber numbers. So maybe April, the next quarter would be July. So that's kind of where I'm at. What do you think? It's funny you said April because that's the first month that came to mind. I'm kind of operating under like the assumption if they're going to win a space, we know we've got Sweet Magnolias, Virgin River, and uh, Bridgerton coming next season, new seasons of all three. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of pacing ahead. I'm like, they're going to want to space these out a little bit, I think. And so we talked recently about how Virgin, uh, not Virgin River, Sweet Magnolias is looking like it's going to get a February or January release date. So I'm like, okay, if they drop that in those two months, April seems like a good time to drop Bridgerton because I feel like this is a show that has like that springtime vibe. Um, just I don't know when the season's going to be filmed or set, of course, but I just feel like this one could easily slot in the spring and then that would give them a few months later they could drop Virgin River in the summer again. 
And I just feel like that would be a more organic than making people wait for this one until like the final quarter of 2022. I just can't see them sitting on this because we also know they're working on season three, they're working on season four, and there's a spinoff somewhere in the mix that's going to come into play. And it's like the spacing is, I don't know, I feel like they, they're not going to want to sit on this because they are working so far in advance. Could you imagine getting Bridgerton in April and then possibly, theoretically, hypothetically, whatever you want to say, Stranger Things in May? Oh my gosh, we'd be very busy. We're going to be busy anyway, but we'd be very, very busy people. So maybe don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'll, I mean, I'll be happy to see this whenever. Yeah, and the other thing too, because I also forgot, like, Bridgerton get, did get some, like, acclaim. So I could see them wanting to sneak this in if the Emmy deadline is, like, May. Mm-hmm. I could see them wanting to get it in ahead of time, just like with Stranger Things, so that they could compete at the Emmys. Although it's like, do they want to hold one or the other? Because I think they'd go in the same category. I think they'd both be in the drama categories. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Bridgerton was nominated for Best Drama or Outstanding Drama, and I think Stranger Things has been in that category. Stranger Things doesn't. I don't think they've got a lot of acting nominations. Where I think Bridgerton, especially this season with new cast members, or like small like. People who had less of a role in the first season, you know, stepping into the starring role or leading role for this season, probably looking at nominations, probably. So, I don't know. This is all good news, though. I feel like that, you know, you never really know what's going on unless you've got an inside scoop or once you find out that, you know, production is wrapped, that kind of kicks things in the right direction. It's like you can, like, take a sigh of, like, sigh of relief, like, all right, we're going in... We're going to see this sooner rather than later, probably. Unless it's Stranger Things, then they'll make it seem like it's coming out early, and then you'll have to wait until who knows when. Summer. <laughs> Summer. That's when you'll have to wait. Um, speaking of filming updates, though, we've got some Manifest news. So uh, Manifest has officially started production on season four. I believe it was November 18th. The cast and crew got back to work on the new season, which is technically the final episodes, but it's not really because... They're probably going to release it in batches, so it's like individual seasons. But um, we also know that Matt Long will be back as Zeke um, after NBC passed on the pilot he was attached to. Uh, What's your take here? Good news, yes? Yeah, I feel like it's both good news. Like, fans were kind of... I know the Matt Long was attached. I think it was Getaway was the name of the pilot. Uh, And they were like, okay, we're going to find a way to where he can at least appear in a couple episodes, even if this goes to series. But the fact that NBC passed on this kind of, like, frees him up entirely. So it sounds like there won't be any you know effect at all of like him missing episodes which i think is something fans are definitely excited about and then the fact that yeah season four it's already filming it's like that what does this mean in terms of how quickly we could see that first batch of episodes drop on netflix we've already kind of talked about how 2022 is going to be so stacked for netflix like the list of shows coming next year is just insane like of course this is now another one that's going to be coming as a netflix original for season four And it's just, I think it's an exciting time to be a Netflix fan just because there's so much coming. Um, But with this one, I feel like, too, it'll be curious to see how quickly they film because, of course, this was a broadcast show. They're moving to Netflix, but it's like, well, if they can keep that pace that they did for the, you know, when seasons one through three were on NBC, I feel like broadcast gets things moved along a little bit quicker than sometimes the streamer services do. So I feel like that could even just like help streamline the process even more. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I feel like, you know, just looking at it right now, we've got Ozark for January, Inventing Anna, Love is Blind, Sweet Magnolias somewhere in there, February-ish. Who knows what they have for March? 
April, like we said, could be Bridgerton, May, Stranger Things, or even like push those a little bit both later, May, June, July, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, Outer Banks, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff. I feel like that Manifest right now, just looking at it, starting this late in the year, depending on how they release the episodes, that's going to be the key. If they do, is there 20 left? Is that right? Yeah, I believe they picked it up for like a 20 episode final season. And then they mm-hmm. kind of tease in that initial renewal that they're going to drop the episodes in batches. Right. So it's like, will that be like two 10 episode batches? Will it be like random batches? Like eight? Yeah. I don't even know what eight, seven, seven or something like that. Yeah, I'm terrible at math, but eight, six and six, I think would be. And then or six and six and then. Yeah, that'd get me to twenty-four if you did four sixes. So five, you could do five episode, five episodes, four different times. That seems kind of small, though. I feel like that that would be maybe not the way they would go. I assume they're going to do all twenty episodes, right? Like film them back to back. I don't. Maybe they'll probably take some big breaks in there with like the holidays, etc. But I, I would assume that this is going to go pretty quickly, right? Yeah, and I'm really interested to see because I know they announced like this is it. But we've been told that before, and then, like, extra episodes have been sprung on us. And I just keep coming back to Jeff Rake, who's, of course, the creator, has always kind of said he had a six-season plan for the show. And I know we're getting 20 episodes that he could easily probably use those to wrap things up. And I'm like, could Netflix sneak in an extra 10 and do, like, three 10-episode, like, arcs, basically, and kind of count those as season four, five, and six, even if they're billed as, like, 4A, 4B, whatever? Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it's going to be one that I think Netflix will want to capitalize on the popularity and push it out early because it'll also give them the chance to see like how popular the show is and give them that chance to kind of see like, okay, do we really want just to end with these 10 extra episodes or we, you know, do we want more kind of like we saw with Lucifer with them giving that 10 extra six season. Um, so that's just, maybe that's the optimist in me that it might yeah. give us more. It's interesting. I think that it'll, like, with how popular it was, I can't imagine that Netflix would be like, nah, we're good. Unless, I I don't know the budget stuff. But if it's, I imagine when this drops, it's probably going to be one of the biggest Netflix shows of the year. And that's ridiculous to say that with the amount of, like, the titles that are on the way next year that we know already, and it's only November. Like, we're going to find out a ton of new info soon, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of expecting fall for the first batch just to spread things out and like with it, you know, starting in November. Typically, we've waited a year, you know, but obviously this show is like pretty unprecedented with how late it got picked up after it was canceled. You know, Lucifer was like immediately picked up like within a month. Right. And so this one was several months down the line. It took them you know, from when it ended to when it started filming again, probably six months-ish in there. So that's a long time, I feel like. So just to, I don't know, speed it all up again to get it out in the spring or summer might be tough, but I'm not saying no <laughs> if they do that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting because this one is a, it's been a mid-season show for NBC, I think the last two seasons. And so I think there could be something that they want to keep that. But again, it's just hard predicting when we know so much is coming from Netflix. It's like, they're going to want to space stuff out. It's just, how are things going to kind of be spaced out? Exactly. Well, so I think that we should probably, you know, before we've talked a lot about the 2022 stuff, let's talk, let's finish December or finish 2021 on a good note. Um, I'm just going to read through um, some of the December highlights from Netflix. And so, 
On December 1st, we have Lost in Space Season 3. That's the final season. Uh, a new Netflix Christmas movie, Single All the Way, premieres December 2nd. we got The Great British Baking Show Holidays on December 3rd. Uh, Mixtape, a movie with Julie Bowen on December 3rd as well. And then Money Heist Season 5 Part 2, also coming December 3rd. That's a, that's a big day. Uh, then we've got, uh, there's, we've got a lot of stuff coming, but there's uh, some pretty big gaps there until the end of the month is where it starts to get really good again with a, a castle or not a castle for Christmas, a California Christmas city lights. That's a sequel that premieres December 16th. We got the Witcher season two, December 17th, Emily in Paris season two on December 22nd. Don't look up starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence on December 24th, uh, Christmas Eve, the silent sea, a new Korean drama also on Christmas Eve. And then on new year's Eve, um, ending the way, ending the year in style, we've got Cobra Kai season four, Queer Eye season six, and Stay Close, um, a new, it's a, har- a new series based on a, a Harlan Coben book. And then we also have The Lost Daughter. I think that it stars Olivia Coleman and Dakota Johnson, also coming New Year's Eve. So that's a lot of stuff. It's going to be a big, 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 big month. Yeah, when you look at that list, I mean, there's just I I'm curious to see. I, I just it's weird to me that there's like such a big gap between like December third and then December sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still. I know we have the full list now. I, I was kind of anticipating like would something come December twenty fifth just because we have gotten like Christmas Day releases. Yeah. But I think the way they space things out is is very interesting, and I think it's going to give some of these shows the chance to shine. Because, um, of course, we've got The Witcher, I think, is going to be one of the bigger, if not the biggest, release for December. That kind of right in the middle of the month. Then we've got Emily in Paris, which was kind of like a sleeper hit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, it dropped, I can't remember when, when it dropped last year. Um, but I feel like it was one that just, it really started to get people talking once it started to get award buzz, I feel like. like That's when people, even when they were mocking it, it was like drawing new eyes to it. And then it's so fitting to end Cobra Kai, like since we started the year with Cobra Kai Season 3, Ending it with season four, I feel like that's a really fun scheduling decision. And I also was kind of surprised when we got Queer Eye in the mix there, just because we already knew we had a big, you know, New Year's Eve release coming with Cobra Kai. So I was shocked that they put that one on December 31st as well. Yeah, it's really interesting looking at the list, how stacked it is on the back end around the holidays. We know Netflix has done this in the past, maybe not to this extent. I would argue that this is probably the biggest like holiday um schedule that we've seen really from netflix and i think it helps because new year's eve and christmas eve are fridays so we get that like you know netflix drops a lot of stuff on friday that's kind of their day of the week that they really send out a lot of new releases obviously they've kind of changed that up as time's gone on with a lot of tuesday wednesday stuff but for the most part the big stuff drops on thursdays and fridays and so when you have two fridays back to back to end the year basically and they're both holidays it's like all right Netflix is really kind of going all out. I think um, just looking at the list, not a lot of Christmas stuff. There, I mean, there are more Christmas stuff, but for the most part, it's we've seen some of the bigger um, Christmas stuff come out uh, in November. And then I'm kind of curious just to see, you know, of this last two weeks, what's going to be the most popular thing. I think The Witcher is probably the the show that you would say is the most popular because of how many people tuned in and watched season one. But this is where it gets tricky. And we've talked about this a little bit, but when Netflix was tracking how many people were watching back then, 
were they tracking, you know, the first few minutes? Did people turn on The Witcher and be like, oh, this is what everyone's talking about, and then turn it off, And so, but it still counts as a watch for the Netflix? I don't actually know that. I'm just raising it as a question. <laughs> and then what's going to happen, you know, after people have watched, and we've just taken a two-year gap between when the first season came out and when the second season came out, and, you know, I know that people love fantasy stuff. I enjoyed the first season. I don't remember some of the characters' names or the story. I'm going to have to really revisit that coming up. And so I feel like a lot of people will probably feel that way. And that's not a critique of the show. It's just that when you have such a big gap in such in something that's like so all-encompassing and important, it's really difficult to like just jump back in, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like with Stranger Things, of course, that's one that's there's been a big gap. But I feel like that one's... Well, it's kind of in its own league, in my opinion, with Stranger Things. But I feel like it's mm-hmm. easier to remember, like, all the different stuff. But with something like this, there's the whole lore built around, like, The Witcher. Because it is, you know, a fantasy series. And it is one of those ones that's a very, like, thought-heavy show. Like, you've got to be paying attention, like, to keep up with the storylines. Because you can miss something if you zone out, like, to look at your phone for even, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll be curious. To see. I feel like it's a, a good balance at the end of the year. Because... We've got The Witcher for all the fantasy fans that really like that genre. I think Emily Paris is going to be big because, of course, that's going to hit the kind of romance comedy genre there at the end of the year. I feel like that's a good time for those kind of shows as is. Like, people want something light. I feel like that's going to be an easy pick. Plus, it'll probably be, I think, another 10 episodes. Again, we've talked about how comedies are shorter, so that's something you could easily binge Christmas weekend, New Year's Eve weekend. Uh, Then we've got, you know, comedy again with kind of Cobra Kai. We've got a reality hit with Queer Eye. And so there's something really for everybody. And that's just on the TV front. We're not even talking about like all the movies. Yeah. Because um, I feel like Don't Look Up is one that'll probably be big. Because everyone, you know, I feel like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day movies, like that's a big tradition for a lot of people. And when maybe, you know, you're not heading out into theaters still in some of these areas, that'll be a big one that's going to be dropping. And people I could see like tuning in and making that their Christmas movie this year. I agree. So I guess before we wrap up here, so. If you had to choose, let's choose two each of what you think will be the best Netflix show or movie of December. So I think I think the two that most people are going to be talking about are going to be The Witcher and Emily in Paris. I feel like those mm-hmm. are going to be the two at the top of the chart. Um, I know I'm really interested in seeing Emily in Paris season two. The Witcher, I was a little lukewarm on the first season. Um, but I feel like those are going to be the two that people are going to be talking about. Would you agree? I do agree. I was uh, for the sake of devil's advocacy or whatever. I'll I'll pick two more. I think. Let's see. Just looking at Money Heist is going to be big. I'm going to skip that one because we've already seen the first five episodes of the season and go with. Don't look up. I think I read a review. Man, I should have cited who it was, but basically they were saying that this is Oscar potential for Netflix. Um, like best picture. So. It's from Adam McKay. It has so many famous people in this movie. Like, the cast list is just ridiculous. Uh, I can't even remember all of them. But Meryl Streep is in it. I believe she plays the president. Um, It's about two astronomers who are, like, trying to save the world because there's, like, an asteroid or a comet or something is going to hit the Earth and we're all going to die. And they're trying to, like, make people, like, I don't know, do something about it. And I feel like there's a really solid metaphor here, but I'll save you guys all for that this time. And then... Cobra Kai would be my last pick. Cobra Kai season four, New Year's Eve. Um, I'm really excited to watch this. I think this third season ended on a really interesting note, which I won't spoil. But if you haven't checked out Cobra Kai, 
You don't even need to watch the Karate Kid movies. You can just dive in. It's full of drama. It's heartfelt. There's karate. It's all sort of feels sort of like, um, what's the word? Fake? Like, it doesn't feel like real life, and that's good. <laughs> but it's fun, too. Yeah, I think those are two other solid picks. And I have to admit, like, the one that I'm probably most excited for is the Great British Baking Show Holidays, just because <laughs> I, I love that one. I don't think it's going to necessarily be, like, huge like any of these other ones, but I feel like that will be a fun one to watch, like, around Christmassy. It drops nice and early in December, so, like, there's plenty of time to watch it. But I feel like that's another one that will be, like, a little sleeper in there that fans will kind of gravitate towards. Yeah, I agree. That's a good comfort show. Watch the whole, like, all 10 seasons or however many, 12 seasons of The Great British Baking Show on Netflix during the holidays. It's definitely worth it. I think, I, I yeah, I think that that's about, that's about um, where we should probably end things. Any last thoughts? Uh, just get ready for another eventful uh, December and definitely it's going to be a fun way to cap off this year. Yeah, that, I agree. I think that I was thinking, trying to look back at the year and go by like the biggest Netflix months. Obviously September was huge with Lucifer and Sex Education, Midnight Mass. There's a bunch of them. I can't remember all of them. And then July was big with Outer Banks, Virgin River, etc. I think that December is probably bigger than both of those just based on like the sheer number of like the huge new releases that are like some of the most popular Netflix shows and then you throw in some Oscar contender movies and feel good stuff. You can't really beat it. So Um, Unfortunately, we're out of time. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you all next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.